You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB, the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. This is the Dan Levatar Show with the Stugatz Podcast. I'm having a Pop-Tart. Love it. What flavor are we talking here? Strawberry unfrosted. And are, you seem like a room temp guy. You know what? Let's start him right there. Okay. This is the no. Let's do this Legend. right now. Let's do it right now. Yes. Unfrosted. Listen to me. Yes. Listen, Peter King. This is. I do not like the frosted pop tarts. Peter, it's just blasphemous. Okay. What? Pe- listen, Peter King is going out on top his way. He always did it his way, and at the end, with punctuation, <laughs> as a journalist, he's going out eating pop tarts, and he's going to be our pop tart expert right now and tell us why he's the best of all the known pop tart eaters. But in the moment, where this is what we're going to do. Peter King. Yes. Peter Just a great King. The last journalist. Yes. The last great journalist. The last great football man. What a run. From a different time when Lambeau Field mattered, frozen tundra eats Pop-Tarts where real men reside in yesterday's America. Peter King has outlived every football culture and goes out at the very top. What an ending, Peter. I don't know how hard it was to hit send on that column, but I will tell you, uh, you carried yourself with grace throughout, and it has been overwhelming to watch an outpouring for a media member from other media members, saluting you for your kindness and for being a good person and trying to help others, uh, for protecting the craft and doing your job honorably. I don't know what the best compliments you've gotten over the last few days, but thank you for doing your job as professionally well as it can be done in uh, the previous age or in the modern age. Thank you for your work, sir. Well, thanks a million, Dan. And uh, I'm just fortunate that I'm the son of Kenneth and Phyllis King of Enfield, Connecticut, who raised me to be, uh, you know, a giving person whenever I could. And I'm grateful to be the the husband of Ann King, who always put everybody in the family before her. So I had some great examples to follow, and uh, it has been humbling the last. 24 or so hours to to hear from everybody. It's just nice. And look, Dan, never had a bad day in this job. It's the greatest job a sports writer could ever want to have. I mean, you know, what could be better than <clears throat> sitting in Andy Reid's office for 10 minutes alone with me and my videographer, Andy Koblet, Andy Koblitz, just recording everything about Tom and Jerry, the winning play in the Super Bowl. And then five hours later, telling America about it in this column. That's, I mean, 
how could you want anything more in your life if you're a sports writer that likes to uh, get things first. So anyway, I've had a I've had a fun run. Oh no, but Peter, okay, you're being I don't know if you're being modest or you don't want to be the story, but uh, I just want to salute this part of you because to keep these relationships with the Andy Reeds, to keep the curiosity, to keep progressing the game, to keep loving the game, and to have gratitude about your profession as it crumbles around you, and you climb yeah. at every level to greater heights as your magazine love falls apart, the Sports Illustrated brand becomes something that you can no longer take pride in and you climb to the top of your career, retire on top, and then also get to say, and no one has an unkind word to say about this man's climb. Like, that's the rarest of things, Peter. Nobody gets what you got yesterday, which is the eulogy while you're still living. Yeah, I, I know. I, re I did. I felt like I was at my own funeral, honestly. I, I couldn't believe some of these things. And Dan, I've done it for so long that <clears throat> a lot of the things I had forgotten you know, a lot of the stories that were told, I said, wow, I, I, I hadn't remembered that. And I just think also, honestly, I was really fortunate in 1989. Dan, you remember this. In 1989, Sports Illustrated was bigger than ESPN. My second year there, uh, I went in to cover the Dallas Cowboys as they were starting to climb the ladder. And Michael Irvin said to me, my God, Peter King's here, man. And he yelled in the locker room, we're in a Sports Illustrated game. And that is something that I was fortunate to be able to be in on the ground floor with so many players who became great players. You know, writing the first long piece about Brett Favre, uh, doing a lot of things like that. I met Andy Reid when he was a tight ends coach in 1995 in Green Bay. And he came up to me and he said, when I went to college, I wanted the job that you have now. I wanted to cover football for Sports Illustrated. So, I mean, I understand it's it, getting all this, but getting all this praise, it's wonderful. I never would have been in a position to get that praise if I hadn't come along at the absolute perfect time in this business for somebody like me. Peter, why now? I I just really, I've done it for, for so long. I've covered the NFL for 40 years. And, you know, I have started to feel, you know, this fall, I, I started to feel, I don't care anything about these coaching searches. I just, I don't care. And I thought of, I had been thinking about doing this actually since last off season. And I knew it was time when I thought to myself, Oh, God, no, I do not want to go to the scouting combine. And it isn't that I don't like the scouting combine, okay, because you get FaceTime with the most important people in the game. But I loved it five years ago. But I have gotten to the point in life where, you know what true enjoyment is? Being asleep at 9.15 at night. Because I'm, I'm tired. And when you're at the scouting combine, you're at a bar at 1 o'clock in the morning every night. You just are. And I just, I said, oh my God, I just, I don't want to do that. So that's when I kind of knew it was time to go. Peter, I noticed you're wearing a Wake Forest sweater there. Do you, uh, agree, I, do you I, agree with Jay uh, Billis that all those kids should be in prison? Silent protest. <laughs> <laughs> in prison. I mean, <laughs> I just think the ultimate, the ultimate example of what a gelding organization the NCAA is is that everybody in college basketball says, 
oh, geez, there's nothing we can do about court storming. It's like in America now after there's a mass shooting. Oh, what can we do about mass shootings? This is the United States of America, people. You can do something about bad things. Do something about court storming. Don't allow it. And the students who do it either get expelled or what something happens to them. Right now, it's everybody looks the other way. It's a dumb practice. And, and it's terrible that it takes somebody to get hurt for people to really think about doing Peter something. Peter King standing for something. Yeah. Peter King wants it said. I feel like Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. Come on. You, know, honestly, you look like them too. I, I know. I mean, I'm an old man. Old men yell at, about things that they're mad about. So that's what I just did. Uh, uh, speaking of old men, Peter, I have a question. Um, as, as somebody who's uh, of a retirement age himself, I want to ask you very honestly, how difficult and how emotional was it for you to finally say, I'm done with the career that has defined me for 40 years? I, I think it, it will definitely be difficult because, you know, when July 30th comes around and I'm not going to training camps, which is really that month is like my favorite time of the year. Um, going to training camps, traveling across the country, that'll be the hard time. But listen, I look at it this way. I haven't had any new, real new adventure in my life. And I have no idea what it's gonna be. Maybe I'll drive a school bus. I have absolutely no idea. Maybe we'll move. My wife and I live in Brooklyn. I, I, we haven't really had time to process it and think about it, but I don't fear this at all. It's, you know, it's just the next chapter. And I have had a lot of fun doing this job and we'll see what happens. But no, I don't have any real fear. I'm not crying about it, anything. It's just, it's life. Dan, you should invite Peter to Africa. I mean, on your safari you with Don Miguel. Nice. Yeah. 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 He has yeah. nothing to do. I mean, yes. why not? Stay in that tent. I want... You, you asked my two daughters who I haven't seen my grandkids enough. One is in Seattle, two are in Berkeley. I, I, I don't know that a trip to Africa would be pleasing to them when I've been ignoring my grandchildren too much. Okay, but hold on. I'd like to go back a second, please, at Levitard yeah. Show. Do you believe that Peter King is full of shit when he says he might drive a school bus in the future at Levitard? Uh, of course. I just mean, I have. I just truly don't know what I'll You're not going to be driving a school bus. Listen, you're a legend. Look, you're a legend and you're grateful and you say all the right things and you, uh, and you are so humble about your greatness and how grateful you are. But Lord, football made you a king, sir. King of content. <laughs> king of money. Yes, king of empire building, and you are retiring at the top of your game. Stop with the humble nonsense. You built a brand that outlasted Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Well, you know, Dan, that was another thing. 1997, when everybody at Sports Illustrated still feels like, oh, we are the great and powerful Oz here. Uh, still thinking they're more important than ESPN. And maybe at the time they were, but it was getting close. But I'll tell you, I got asked. Would you do this column on this new website we have? I didn't even have an email address when I started this column, Monday Morning Quarterback. And I had to get one in order to deal with the internet. But anyway, the one thing I would say is I said yes. And it's one of the things I try to tell young journalists now. If somebody asks you to do something, 
you should say yes unless you absolutely cannot do it. And the reason is you have no idea in five years, seven years, nine years, how stories will be told in journalism. Is there going to be some new way? Will everyone out there, every media person have a streaming channel? I don't know, but you better be open to wanting to do different things. And I was about the only person at Sports Illustrated who said yes when they said, would you do a column for this new website thing called a website that we're going to have? And I got lucky. It, 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 it hit a jackpot. Peter, I'm assuming that you're retiring, but not necessarily from the business. You will do what you want. You will not be driving a school bus. But I'm guessing you might do some creative things because you have access to these football artifacts and you have an uncommon trust with the information that's been bestowed upon you because of the relationships over 44 years of doing this. But you're getting all of this praise from all over the journalism uh, landscape and Chris Cody child uh, nepotism child of Greg Cody uh, wants to ask you a tough question because we're tired of the softballs and everybody loving you up and we want an answer on this question as everyone's throwing you flowers today yeah all the I'm kind, ready. all the kind things you heard from everyone that came out of the woodworks yesterday and you heard from who didn't you hear from mm-hmm. who were you sitting around and you're like where's yeah. this this person yep. should have reached yeah, out what, or more this Ooh. person needed to say yeah. more this, name names this wow. person needed to say more did they not know that I well, just no, retired I'll, honestly honestly I have, uh, as of right now, I have 1,400 emails and about 400 texts. I have not, I have not looked at all of them. I, you know, I've been busy. I, uh, you know. And That's disrespectful. A- Hold on. I'm sorry, Peter. We're here honoring you, and Chris Cody feels the need to hit you with a look at me, Louie. Because you told us how many emails you got in an interview about when I'm talking to him the whole time about like how moving all this shit is. Because- I don't know. I don't know. But honestly, Dan, I I can't answer the question. I don't know the answer to the question because I don't really know everyone who has contacted me. So I don't know who hasn't contacted me. Who didn't say enough? <laughs> King, who didn't say enough? Did Schefter say enough? Did Rappaport say enough? Were you of walking ar- did, were yeah, you right. walking around your living room saying, I birthed all of you? You too, Florio. <laughs> oh, no one Stop came it. before me. I'm the first. Stop I'm the original. It. All the rest Stop of you it. are imitators. Poor copycats. <laughs> no, I'll tell you one thing. Those guys have advanced the ball. I mean, Will McDonough started it. Uh, you know, me and a few others, Len Pascarelli and uh, uh, Fred Edelstein and, uh, and a bunch of people. Peter, you're the uh, Peter. Uh, come on, Peter, you're the best of them. Peter, can you say it at the end? Are you going to be Peter? This doesn't diminish anyone else. You were the best and the original gangster Pioneer, of man. all the football writers. Like that was McDonough. McDonough man. was the OG. He was the OG. So say, he always I, will be. Say, and then there was, was Zim. The King of How about Kings. Zim? That. Good, good timing. Good timing. <laughs> what happened, Greg? Badamp. What do you mean, what happened? It's just the genuine contributions of one Greg Cody. Ill time. Who said too much, Peter? Who said too much? Was over the top with their praise for you. Just, too much. Just trying to get in the glory of, hey, this is King's last day. Let me get some I of the. I don't know. Let me, yeah, come I, on. Somebody it was Simmons, that. right? Some, was, whoa, who said whoa. too much? Hey, listen. Whoa. You can't say too much about me. That's how great I am. What? Wow. You can't say too much about me. Dan, you've said it. I'm so incredibly wonderful. 
So these things should continue for the next six months, all the praise, obviously. Uh, Congratulations. (laughs) 30 seconds or less. I'm glad you made time for us today. I mean, sports writer for 44 years for Sports Illustrated. I don't believe there will be another of these. I think he carved a very unique path. So thank you, uh, Peter, and it's always good talking to you. All the best, Dan, and all the best, guys. Great being on with you. Take care. Thank you, Peter. Happy trails, Peter. Legend. Legend. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Simply Safe. When you travel, do concerns back home nag you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? That's why I recommend investing in Simply Safe Home Security today for award-winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. I've had Simply Safe in my home for many years now. The peace of mind it gives me, especially during the summertime when I'm all over the place, is incredible. Because I know the things I care about, the things I value back home. I can always keep an eye on it using Simply Safe's indoor and outdoor cameras. So do me a favor. Before you head out on your next vacation, make sure to protect your whole home with Simply Safe variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, plus add sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, no contracts to worry about, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. So right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash dlb there's no safe like simply safe don lebertard it's been a lovely cruise oh man that, that's my out outro that's uh you know as my casket is being lowered jesus uh you know i'll have been cremated a week before but we'll do the casket thing just for show and as my casket is being lowered, <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. We will, empty we'll casket? Say, yeah, it'll Closed? be empty. You know, just for show. We're well, what's do that. the redundancy there? Uh, you know, I mean, we're going to put on a public display. Yeah, naturally. You know. Stugatz. What do you do with the ashes? Um, you You're know, going on a lovely cruise. Exactly. Maybe we'll throw them uh, over. My wife will throw them uh, overboard. I would as assume. She's necking with her new husband. This is the Don Lebatar show with the Stugatz. Stugatz, I am uh, genuinely excited about a guest we're going to have here in a little bit. It's not just because Jimmy Graham is University of Miami royalty, really led a revolution at the position of, okay, the tight ends are now going to be basketball power forwards, and Drew Brees is going to be so accurate that you're going to be able to send these power forwards across the middle. They're not foot- they're not basketball players, but they can play football, and it makes you wonder what LeBron and Shaq would have been as a tight end. Would they have been Kelsey squared? Because that's what Gronk became with Brady. You yes. need you need one at this position. Look, this is an oversimplification, obviously, but the tight ends became they morphed into these wide receiver bodies where all of them are like, okay, is this Julio Jones or is this something bigger? Tight ends aren't supposed to be, they're not guardable at the size. Jimmy Graham led that revolution. He was one of those guys, yes, who led that revolution at that position. So he absolutely Antonio was. Gates. Yes, yeah. no, right. uh, yes, fair enough. Right before there, him. I'm not, no, yeah. and there are plenty before him. Uh, you know, we can go back to both Kellen Winslow's. I'm just saying that as, as part of what became a revolution at the tight end position, this guy is doing that. But then I learned the other day that the five-time Pro Bowler is also, and I didn't understand why he was doing this, he's going a million-plus rowing yards nonstop across the Arctic Ocean. It takes 15 days. Uh, he's already done Done it, so he's returned from it. We were trying to get him to uh, come on the show, and I think he was going to come on from the rowing. So I'd like to hear some of the details wow. of what he's doing and why. Second biggest calves I've ever seen in person. Mm. Who's first, though? No, Boogshambi. Hmm. What? No, Alonzo Mourning. 
No. I'll no, Boog. I'm with Mike on this. Yeah, 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 I agree yeah. with Mike on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you can't agree with Boog Sean. If you try to take a biopsy of that calf, it will break <laughs> the instrument. When Jamal Mashburn <laughs> fell on the side of the court in a heat game where Alonzo Mourning was on Jeff Van Gundy's ankle, he thought when he saw Alonzo Mourning from that angle that a, a police officer on a horse had been on the court. Yeah. Have you seen Boog Shambi leaning over a bar? <laughs> You're not going to be Boog Shambi's. No. Uh, sh- Boog calves are not going to be bigger than Alonzo Mourning. No, well, we respectfully disagree. Yeah. Come on. Agree to disagree. Yeah. I'm amazed you've noticed Boog Shambi's. You calves. haven't? No. I haven't. <laughs> what? Are you kidding no. me? Who looks you can at see a man's those things calves? from the front. I think Pablo Torre raves about his own calves. Don't you? Have you not heard Pablo Torre? There's no way to Pablo has good calves. See, your, see yourself out of this conversation. Uh, you don't belong, Pablo. Just... Dan's right, though. Pablo does claim to have good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they're good calves, and then they're massive calves. Right. He's not in the, the company of Jimmy Graham and Boog Shambi. I have nice calves, right? You do, surprisingly you. so. Yes. I, I mean, I'm not going to say yeah. it's among the biggest I've ever seen, but right. you're in that Pablo class right. where it's just like, whoa, I didn't know this guy was cooking quite like They're this. They're chiseled, yes. Definition. Chis- no, you got, you got you know, kind of like meat-boned calves. Cut. yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Me chiseled. <laughs> chiseled. There was a I mean, picture. Out. You I mean, took a picture of him, no, he's, didn't he's, you? He's not too long ago. Chiseled, yeah. chiseled yeah. like the rock. He, he's built them up wandering grassy fields following the dead in flip flops. Yep. <laughs> I feel like every, everybody's got good calves. I have bad calves. Walk, everybody walks. I'm fine with my bad calves. I don't really? care. I have chicken legs. Let me see your calves. Well, no, I don't hereditary. want to. Uh, hereditary. I got good calves. Okay. You do. You do. You have solid calves. Ooh, how's the knee? Yeah. Careful. Yeah. yeah. He told me during the break. Sack? He told me during the break he thinks he's going to give it a go though. Oh, okay. Yeah. But this this leg's in bad shape. I'm seeing that there are there are bruises. There are, this leg doesn't look like it's functional. He had genuine difficulty even throwing it up on there. I got an injured knee. No, but you're in genuine pain. You got in pain because you were getting out of the car or getting off the sofa? I was sitting down. Okay, you weren't even getting up. <laughs> no, I was just, sitting down. No, yeah. that's he, what you do for relief. I sat awkwardly. When uh, he got up, he said, ouch. Yeah, I did. did you, yeah. You said, where did you ouch. sit? Where did you sit? On my couch. The couch has been there without repair for how long? Uh, well, Jump and Charlie ate it, who, who so they did couch. get a new one. They got a new couch because right. his dog this is ate a new, it. This is a I'm, new as, I'm asking, how did you injure yourself? Was it the fault of the couch, or it was your fault you're just old and broken? It, it was my fault. I sat awkwardly. Yeah. I winced in pain. And then didn't think anything of it. And then mm-hmm. I woke up and said, ouch. And it's mm-hmm. worsened a little bit now. Wow. Hopefully we're at the, the nadir of pain. <clears throat> and that by tomorrow night at bowling, $5. I'll be you owe, you owe about 20 He doesn't have a cough button. No. He doesn't have a cough button. He could have leaned away. I don't did have a cough button. I wasn't a cough. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, he thank thinks you. that's his intellectual property. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Samson's enraged. Yeah. Greg thinks Sorry. he, he yeah. owns that. We already have our chew t-shirts at the Greg Cody Show podcast. <laughs> you own the sneeze. His body <laughs> falling apart one sound at a time. He wants the intellectual property. This is him throwing Sorry. out his back. And this morning it's ouch when he gets up Sorry. because his ankle and his calf hurt. Ouch. And his knee. What yeah. hurts? Because the, the back. Of, I'd like somebody, a medical doctor in the audience to explain to me. The pain is right in the back of my knee. It's on the back of my leg right beneath the kneecap and i don't know what muscle that would be mcl 
Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at these two cap? experts. Look at these two experts. The MC5 rock group. Look at the two of them. I just mean, look it up. Sit. Okay, great. great. I think that sounds right, great. MCL. One, one of you saying look it up, the other it one saying, right. a so doctor in the audience, the thing on my knee, can you give me a prognosis? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the laziest possible entertainer. <laughs> hey, doc, I don't want to call your office and check this out. Can one of our listeners just make me a quick diagnosis? Maybe sit, send me some pills and Stu Gatz is over here. MC Dr. Gotts. Yeah, whatever like, it's uh, called, .com. Looks but like I, uh, pain in the back of the knee can be caused by arthritis or cysts known as Baker's cysts. Wow. Oh, oh that happened to my mother. That's, uh, you should get that checked out, that you're an old person. Baker's cysts? Mm. Did that happen to her sitting down on the couch? No, uh, oh. she was a strong old woman. Did she say ouch or right, ow? That's a key component. Little ironic, the couch caused the ouch, you know? Yeah. So close. You know, I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. oh. yeah. Sometimes that's, the cow the ouch. causes the ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Not Sometimes ironic. the calf turns into a cow. Mm -hmm. that is Almost yep. always. Yeah. Not ironic in any way. Hmm. Don't uh, you think? It could be arthritis. You guys remember when Kemba Walker was the last piece for the Celtics? He scored 92 points in a game somewhere overseas. What? Yeah. Uh, it is oh, Big wow. East tournament time. Sorry. Do you remember when he was going to be the last piece for the Celtics? Guys, because there's a funny argument going on right now where people are saying, why doesn't Jason Tatum get to be an MVP candidate? Draymond Green is saying, you didn't do this to Giannis. You didn't do it to Embiid. Jokic, you make them win a championship. You move the goalposts. You make it harder and harder. Jason Tatum's the best player on what is clearly the best team. What's the argument against him being the MVP of the league when he says, when he tells Malik Andrews, I'm the best in the sport. I'm the best player in the sport. And then people point out the metrics of, well, no, you've got the least efficiencies among all your starters. Your jump shot's not going great this season. He's a Kobe guy. That's Mamba mentality. Yep. Uh, you're, not you're, be super efficient and have that mentality. Just keep but, shooting. But the team's plus minus is better when you're off the court when, than when you're on. The Celtics. Are you think pretty, the Celtics are better without no, no, Jason no, no, Tatum? No, 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 no. I mean, Tatum no, does have. I just said plus minus. <laughs> okay, I just gave sorry. you numbers. Sorry. Back off, sorry. Tatum, sorry. defender. Sorry. I, I do think that Tatum does have some proving of himself to do. And we've seen, like, I think Steph. Curry, to a degree, had some proving to do, and then he did it in the finals, I guess, yes. against Jason Tatum. They're just He doesn't really have these big postseason moments, and there are weird stretches where he kind of you, you wonder aloud, hey, where's Jason Tatum here? So I do think that he has some so, some narrative building in the postseason. He's the next guy that needs to win a title, right? I, yes, guy. but yes. what I can't wait for, right? The Heat win, Jimmy Butler saying it's time, and Celtics fans are running for the mountains because they, they know they have the best team. There's only one they fear. It, it cometh this way. <laughs> like, <laughs> they only fear Jimmy Butler. He's the only one. Hey listeners, it's Mike Ryan, and I've changed a lot over the course of 20 years that you've known me. I've gone from unlikable to, well, my hair has changed. But my point is, while a lot's changed over our relationship, there's one thing that hasn't changed one bit, and that's a great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite has sparked this debate way back in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. They keep it simple. It's got undebatable quality, great taste, 96 calories, you know all those things. It's a beer that strips everything away that you don't need and holds on to what matters most. But with Miller Lite, you don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. It's both those things. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Dan, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? 
What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Don Lebertard. If you lob a 30-mile-an-hour fastball to a major leaguer, of course they're going to hit a home run. The worst major leaguer in baseball is going to hit 10 or 12 home runs under that format being pitched that way. So they way. should be throwing curveballs? No. Like, what's your solution here? It's it's a, fo- a fake event. It, it's, like, not even real. Stugatz. Dad, you had a funeral. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those were my deck shoes of long standing. They real meant event, something though. to me. Real shoes? <laughs> okay. Right, exactly. No, no, no. Okay. I am with you, Greg. What's wrong with that? He got me on that one. This is the Don Lebatar Show with the Stugats. Jimmy, it is nice to see you. We'll get started right here. Uh, we have watched your career blossom here at the University of Miami. You've done uh, Miami a lot of. Uh, pride watching your career, seeing you again with the Saints somehow. Uh, we were talking about the revolutionizing of the position, so we'll talk to you about that in a second because you must marvel at Kelsey and Gronk the same way that we do. Uh, but you're joining us right now uh, from what looks like a boat, and you've been on a boat for about 15 straight days, right? So can you tell me what it is that you guys... Uh, I, I think Billy Gill back there tends to question these things. What is a difficult, rugged uh, boat what? ride? Yeah, well... That's unfair to Billy. You do Billy. have this in your past. Billy, my own Billy, his, Billy right. historically, you say these feats of crossing the ocean aren't that rugged because the boats are, you know, they're J.J. Watt's cabin. Like, it's a luxury liner, and that, that Jimmy Graham's not actually doing something that's hard. You think that's unreasonable skepticism? Oh, I, I said no such thing about Jimmy. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, he waits till Jimmy's off the air. Exactly right. I mean, I mean Jimmy, All honestly, right. if we're going to cross the ocean, just hop on a plane. All right, it's a lot so easier. Jimmy, tell boat. us, I, I don't, why did you decide to cross the Arctic Ocean? Thank you for joining us. And how did that's you- not the boat you cross on, right, Jimmy? Though, because that's like, come on, I could do that. It's a yacht. No, uh, one, thank you for having me, and and uh, two, uh, uh, you know, this is this is my sailboat. Um, so eventually, this is the practice boat. I eventually, later in life, plan to sail around the world, but that'll be more of a carbon fiber uh, boat with with a lot more speed. Um, what we're doing is going to be in a 30-foot boat. Um, that's an open ocean racer, so it has these two small cabins, um, and it's incredibly uh, exposed when you're out there rowing, uh, which is going to be obviously very different because um, the average temperatures even in the summer there will be in the 30s uh the water will be basically uh right above freezing so um you know it definitely has its difficulties well but explain this part to me because why why seek this misery right you have a very comfortable life this is uh no matter how much we can question what you're doing you're choosing 15 grueling days why well uh well it first started at a pub in cambridge um one of my really close friends andrew trope 
Um, you know, he's been a Navy SEAL for 23 years. I believe he's been deployed 17 times. And it's always been a life goal of his to cross an ocean. So, uh, you know, we were throwing back a few and and uh, that's when it all kind of started. And then we were um, approached by uh, Hannah and her husband about this opportunity. Um, and for me, you know, it's it's um, everybody has their own reasons to do this. You know, I'm the type of person I love to push myself. You know, I love new experiences. I love to learn. Um, but for me, the biggest part about this, besides doing doing it with one of my best friends, is um, the charities that are going to be involved that we're going to be donating to as we row and raise money. Uh, one of them is called the Covenant House in New Orleans, and it I think it houses annually and feeds 650 um, kids. And for me, um, you know, I I spent some time in some government facilities, and uh, I had a very interesting childhood. And I always look back and wish wish somebody was rowing for me, you know, and and so really for me, that's what's important about this is 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 the cause and really to show these kids that anything is possible. I myself was right there where they were. And if you believe it and dream it and work as hard as you can, you can achieve it. So that's one of the biggest things and one of the reasons why I'm doing it. Okay. And because this is so personal to you, you're choosing to go well outside the comforts of your life. You've arrived at great success. So you're doing this because this cause means something to you. And I'll ask you in a moment about raised by government. What does that mean? What are you, what are you rowing for here? But can you tell me the parts of this that you most fear, that people don't understand how grueling it is? to actually cross an ocean for 15 days in a rowboat, even if it's the smallest of the oceans, the Arctic Ocean. What you're choosing to do is dangerous, and um, also there are parts of this that would scare me and I would not do, no, no matter what the science is and no matter what storm tracking is. Are you saying do it in a real ocean? No. You I'm, sound like you're ocean shaming <laughs> no, him, to no, be I'm honest. saying it's, it's the only one that can be crossed this way in a boat of this size, I think. I think any other way would make it very hard, even harder, correct? Um, well, it brings its own challenges. You know, um, they do race across the Atlantic. They do race across uh, the Pacific, uh, depending on how this goes. And if we end up securing a couple of world records, then we might end up doing a campaign to do an open ocean race in the Pacific, which the reason why that's very difficult is, is that is between 40 to 50 days it takes to do that. Um, so there is no, I mean, you can track weather, but inevitably you're going to be hit by some type of front. For us, um, this this brings its own issues because of how treacherous that ocean is. Uh, we're going to be leaving through the fjords um, at the top of Norway, and then we're going to basically be, be heading to a glacier island. Um, and for us, obviously, weather, cold, and really just the toll that it takes on your body. You know, myself, I'll burn between eight to 10,000 calories a day. Um, and so, you know, feeding, uh, feeding the beast is going to is 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 definitely going to be number one but also the sleep deprivation uh, we only get two hours off from rowing so you get about 90 minutes of sleep at a time and then you're back rowing again for two hours so it's 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 very difficult in many ways and obviously very scary um you know we we will train in the gulf around some of the um oil rigs out of new orleans and then we're going to bring the boat down here to miami and then we're going to go to the bahamas and train as well in a couple days so uh we have to get a lot of certifications and do a lot of race some money um, for sponsors as it is uh, to accomplish this because it is very expensive to do this as far as per uh, permitting and uh, the boat itself and everything that goes into uh, attempting something like this. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be brutal, uh, especially for someone like myself. I'm the only one on the team that's never rowed before. So 
uh, I have a lot to learn in a very short time. Jimmy, what is the diet, the 8,000-calorie-a-day diet? I suspect it's pretty specific. Yeah, well, um, it's dehydrated food, so uh, we'll be warming food up. Um, you know, it's almost like astronaut food, so we'll be warming food up, and we have a water, um, um, basically a water maker on board, so we can turn salt into fresh water. Um, uh, that'll be one of my jobs, is being able to fix that if there's any issues. Obviously, if we can't produce water, then uh, we will have to get, you know, picked up and rescued. So, um, and obviously, um, I'm lead navigator and comms. So, you know, keep um, keeping a, a, a clear uh, line of communication with our weather team and with our land team to make sure that we stay away from something really, really big. But in case we do uh, get hit by a storm, we, we will put out a drone shoot, uh, a drogue shoot, which basically is a parachute under the water to um, basically slow you down and also keep you in the right direction so that the boat won't constantly flip over. Jimmy, this doesn't seem fun. It seems like torture. It seems like a lot of work. How about just a little walkathon, maybe yeah. a 5K, something like that, <laughs> you know? Well, well, I mean, I just uh, I just did 100 miles for cancer on Saturday on my oh, bike. So, uh, you know, for me, it's... Yeah. it's uh, I did that, too. Um, no, he doesn't deserve that. He did say he did a nice thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it was for cancer for the DCC. So uh, we raised a lot of money. I believe we raised uh, in the 50s or $60 million uh, uh, for the University of Miami Health Jimmy, uh, that's ridi- Institute. Jimmy, ridiculous. Awesome. I, I, you are, you are 5K, though, an American man. hero choosing unpleasantness <laughs> because it's the right thing to do. I, I need people to understand just how difficult this is that you're choosing to do this ridiculous thing what is sleep going to be like in stormy seas how bad is it going to be that the boat's always going to feel like it's capsizing how bad's it going to be that you're going to sleep 90 minutes a day if maybe and food's going to be hard to eat because the seas aren't going to ever be calm yeah well i mean we plan to do a lot of uh, obviously testing on sleep um, most likely also blood work uh, before and after um, we might pair with the um, um, the Navy SEAL Foundation and try to track all of these things. Or uh, there are some other companies that have been reaching out to try and track our our overall health through all this. Obviously, we'll be uh, sleep deprived. You know, with with that comes hallucinations. Um, also, we're going to be working extremely hard, rowing 12 hours a day, uh, each one of us, and in the cold. So we're going to burn even more calories. So, uh, you know, figuring out who we are and what we need and how how hard we can push ourselves individually is going to be a thing and then it's obviously an amazing opportunity for teamwork um and we're going to be very close because there's no bathroom uh it's it's a carbon fiber bucket oh no so we're going to get to know each other oh, pretty no. well oh, um, no. oh no <laughs> so yeah i mean i mean this is about as as extreme as, oh, as extreme no. as it gets mm-hmm. but i i definitely believe that once i do this and once we accomplish this great goal for a great cause, I think I think sailing around the world for me, it'll make it a lot easier in a luxury yacht uh, with bathrooms and with a cabin and with cover. So, um, and where we sleep, there's there's two individual pods, uh, uh, one at the bow, one at the stern, and they're not very big. So um, I got to figure out a way to get comfortable in that. Um, I'll be where the nav station will be. So I think that one's a little bigger, but it's got all the comms, so it gets a little hot in there. But you know, heat was, it's probably going to help uh, since it'll be so cold.
Jimmy, obviously, we all hope it doesn't come to this, but have you guys given any thought to, let's say, something goes wrong? Mm -hmm. You're out there. You get marooned. None of these, you know, things that you send out there to get rescued come. This is dark. Now, I'm just, well, well, I mean, I'm just asking. Wants to make you, sure he has a plan. Yeah, do you right. look around at your crew with you and say, that's the one that, that's La the one we can Larry Zonka, got, <laughs> he got lost at the Bering Sea. You football players, you don't have to do these things. You're choosing something that is life-risking, and Billy's asking, why are you doing this? No, no he's, he's, ask, he's, asking, he's asking who he eats. Yeah. I'm asking, yeah, yeah like around the, the least. Yeah, right, like right. based on, you know, response, you're a navigator. That seems important. There's a bunch of rowers. Maybe you lose a third rower. And like, who do you base who you eat based on responsibility, based on body composition? Like, how do you choose? Draw lots. <laughs> no, I mean, we'll, uh, we will definitely be in contact uh, um, with the Norwegian government um, for, for any type of emergency situation. Um, and, uh, you know, they... They understand those waters, obviously, uh, very treacherous, and they have the ability to come in with helicopters. But this is unassisted. So because of a world record, we can't have a boat follow us. Uh, we will be by ourselves. Um, and obviously communicating with our comms, um, our our weather, and our trend navigator is is going to be very important. Um, but no one's going to be eaten ever. Uh, we'll, well, Jimmy, we're just saying. Right, we're just saying. Don't speak in absolute. You no, got to be prepared. No, Norwegian no, government no. shuts down. Just I start mean, looking. Uh, exactly. But Jimmy, correct me, please. I feel like this is a bit flippant about life, isn't it? This is you're doing this for a cause because you are doing something that you know is very risky. It's hard to do. It. The, one of the reasons you're doing it is because it's hard to do, but it's not because you don't understand the risk. Hell, Jimmy, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, I wouldn't want to be that cold and wet for 15 days. Never mind everything else. I'm I, cold in here. I don't. He, he did play at Soldier Field <laughs> and Green Bay. Um, for us it's in one Tundra. of the things where, yeah, yeah, it's one of the things where I obviously live in Miami. I can't stand the cold, so that's probably going to be the most brutal part for me. But. You know, the reason why I'm doing this personally and the reason why this means so much to me is, um, you know, the first 18 years of my life, uh, I went through many, many things. And when I turned 18, I said, I'm going to do uh, whatever it takes to make every dream become a reality. And since I've turned 18 and became a man and had full control of my life, um, I've pushed myself in every way possible to maximize um, the life that I do have. You know, I think I think life is beautiful. Um, I think living in America is beautiful. I think being on this earth is beautiful. So I, I try to maximize every day. And, you know, um, you know, my life isn't on autopilot. You know, I, I live on a sailboat. You know, I've, I've got 10 licenses. I run a foundation with a helicopter. Um, you know, I, I just, I just want to show that that same kid that at 12 years old was in this, was in this uh, 11 and 12 years old that was dropped off at this facility, um, you know, that anything's possible and and where i've gone from that point till today um you know it's almost surreal and i i'm constantly doing more i'm constantly learning um it's an addiction learning things and pushing yourself to the absolute limit for me um because for the first 18 i had no control you know things were just happening to me very tragically being dropped off by everybody who was supposed to take care of me um so now uh, you know, I have this ability to show all those kids that are in that same situation what's possible, uh, you know, between playing multiple sports through college and pros and now on this new venture of pushing myself in a sport that I've never been a part of. I've never learned how to row. I hate the cold. Um, you know, I mean, for me, it's more about challenging myself and just living every bit of life that I have left to the fullest. 
I would like to have a longer conversation with you about the amazing success story that is your life. We will do it the next time because I know you're short on time. I want to talk about his skin. Uh, his, What's your routine? His skin care. I, I, you yeah. want to talk tight ends with him <laughs> oh, as well. God, yeah. My shoulders his. all from rowing? Yes. You're going to have a bit of a caloric deficit. How are you going to build your body back up? Uh, Free weights? We have a lot of questions, but uh, the, the last of them. Moisturize a lot? The last, the last of them for me, though, this time is just can you explain to us? Because it obviously means a great deal to you you can you explain to us your formative years uh that made you value life this way and want to live it to the fullest and be the toughest uh how how the government failed you how the government helped you uh where are the scars and where is the strength yeah um i wouldn't say that the government failed me you know i mean i i i was lucky enough at times to be um you know a military kid so i lived on a lot of bases uh, i lived on fort bragg i lived in germany and i had the ability to, even though we didn't have money, there are these subsidized uh, programs for uh, military kids to have. But in the end, you know, uh, my father left me uh, at a very young age. Uh, my stepfather dropped me off on the side of the road, and so did my mother. So through all those people who gave up on me and through all the people who didn't believe in me and all the people who said that, you know, uh, uh, I remember um, uh, one of my relatives told me when I, I believe I was seven, that one day, uh, uh, you're going to need to learn how to beg for quarters. And, uh, you know, so at the age of 37, um, you know, I'm, I'm always sitting here to prove them wrong. Uh, and really just, just to prove to myself, you know, what I can do, uh, what I can learn, how far I can push my body. You know, I've been, I think I've been given, um, you know, this, this, this talent to be pretty athletic at my size. And so I know that I only have, but so much of that true athleticism left. And I'm going to take every ounce of it to try to do something special for others. And then from there, I'll move on to more uh, of kind of mental things to learn and do and push myself. Uh, good talking to you, Jimmy. We'll catch up again, sir. Thank you. Uh, I'll come to the studio next time. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me. And thank you so much for uh, uh, shining a light on this uh, Arctic Challenge 2025. I really appreciate it. And hopefully you guys can come down to the hangar and fly with my foundation. I'll take you guys up in the Huey. Uh, we would love wow. to, we would love to help you with and your whatever your skincare your routine is. Yeah. Bring that. Bring some in. Bring that. He'll be the new Jason Taylor. You know that's you know he smells good on top yeah. of everything. Yeah. Well, not after shitting in a bucket far. for two months. Yeah, well that's the thing. Put that on the poll, please. Have not you ever you eat have you ever been friends enough with anybody to share a kyber, a carbon fiber bucket to shit in with? That's deeply unpleasant. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I think I did that at Doke after like seven Miller Lights. I've done it at a dead show. Yeah. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Simply Safe. When you travel, do concerns back home nag you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? That's why I recommend investing in Simply Safe Home Security today for award winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. I've had Simply Safe in my home for many years now. The peace of mind it gives me, especially during the summertime when I'm all over the place, is incredible because I know the things I care about, the things I value back home. I can always keep an eye on it using Simply Safe's indoor and outdoor cameras. So do me a favor. Before you head out on your next vacation, make sure to protect your whole home with Simply Safe variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, plus add sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, no contracts to worry about, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. So right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash DLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
Hey listeners, it's Mike Ryan, and I've changed a lot over the course of 20 years that you've known me. I've gone from unlikable to, well, my hair has changed. But my point is, while a lot's changed over our relationship, there's one thing that hasn't changed one bit, and that's a great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite has sparked this debate way back in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. They keep it simple. It's got undebatable quality, great taste, 96 calories. You know all those things. It's a beer that strips everything away that you don't need and holds on to what matters most. But with Miller Lite, you don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. It's both those things. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Dan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.